Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast, you'll hear interviews, and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me, and happy manifesting! Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and I'm your host and today is our Soulmate Saturdays where we get to talk to people from all over the world with all walks of life who are sharing their soulmate story to inspire you to know that you can have it too and we all deserve it. So I'm so glad for today's guest, especially I love this woman. She was my NIA instructor. If you've not taken NIA before, it's N-I-A. It is an amazing, amazing thing. She's not going to talk tons about that, but if it comes up, that's great. But I just want to introduce her. She, so her name is Al Wright. She is a black belt NIA teacher a melt method instructor and a choreographer. And I know you also do amazing retreats and some cool, funky places all over the world. So lots and lots of things you do, but mostly I want you here to share your love story and how you met your soulmate. So let's start there. How did you meet your soulmate? And you can you know, start with backstory, however you want to talk about it, but I'd love to hear how you met her. I met Vicki in 2010. And actually this is wild because I met her in 2010 but I didn't know it, but I saw her on video when I was 18 years old and I did not know. And when I was 18, that was 2003. Uh So it would be a very long time before I would ever meet her in person and have no idea. It would take time to figure out that I had seen her before on a video. So I met her in 2010. I had moved to Portland and I moved to Portland to become a NIA teacher trainer. And it was a specific teacher training program that she had gotten invited to too. And she actually lived in Portland. I had moved here. People from all over the world came together. This is where Nia was um, first invented was here in Portland, right? Uh, it's, it was invented in California, but it grew up. It became a modality. Yeah. In Portland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so we got long story short is we got put in the same study group because we both were in Portland and I'll never forget it because we had to do a very sort of high, str- we were put in a high stress testing situation as teachers where we were put in a group and we had to teach a class to the general public with a panel of 10 of the best NEO trainers in the world watching. And as we were teaching, they were writing notes and um, basically a lot of people in our group did not perform very well. And I remember thinking to myself as we were all had to co-teach. And we had to co-teach a 60-hour class. And there's like, the general public is in it. And the pressure is on. The heat's on. And all I thought was that some way halfway through the class, I thought somebody needs to save this class and do a great job. Everyone had just been nervous, so they weren't performing at their best. Mm -hmm. And I had never seen Vicki teach. And she stepped up to teach. And she just hit it out of the park. Just Mm -hmm. like hit it out of the park. So long story short, as I ended up coming to her afterwards and saying, you're an incredible teacher. I would love to work with you. How would you like to lead some workshops together? And so we ended up, everything about how we met was through work. Everything was in a professional capacity. And so we would meet once a month to develop these workshops. And over the course of several years, we just led like 20, 30 workshops for teachers. And we were always working together 
and building this relationship, um, not, and I was not realizing, and neither was she, exactly just how deep the relationship we were building was. Uh-huh. So, um, so at some point, so a couple of years into working together, it starts to become evident that there's energy between us. And I always, I mean, I always thought she was attractive. That was, that was a given, and not just physically, obviously, but you know, energetically, she's a very radiant person. And I, you know, I was dating someone else. She had been in a relationship. So it, and I didn't know if she was attracted to women. So I just made the assumption that she wasn't. Uh-huh. And we built this incredible professional relationship until finally it, one day it was like, there's energy here. And we talked about it. And then the moment we talked about it, it was like, it was just like, it had been there all along. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. as if it, but it, you know, it's, it's like the building of it. In yeah. some ways. I shouldn't say it had been there all along, but it was like, oh my God, everything led to this. And we didn't even realize it. Yeah. I had the same story. I really, very really? similar. People are listening and probably so tired of hearing my story because they've heard it a thousand <laughs> times. But just so you know, yeah, my sweetie and I were, were best friends first. He came to my group that I used to teach the law of attraction and, and he came with his ex-girlfriend. So I didn't place him in that category. And so we became just really good friends and we um, got really vulnerable with each other. So we're like, well, we're just friends anyway. And so the friendship, it was, it was the same thing, Al. It was like this person. I just love being with them. We have so much fun together, but I didn't really place it until we admitted we had feelings. And then it was like, everything made sense. And it was like, this is the one, like no doubt at that moment. Yes. And that, and that no doubt is a very powerful moment. And I remember after we had told each other, it was almost like my brain had to catch up with all the energy that had been building spiritually and in a heart place. And I remember having trouble processing that it was mutual. I remember literally going, like I had to give my brain time to catch up with what had been building that I didn't necessarily think was, it's not that I thought it was impossible, I just hadn't considered it that way. And literally within a week, I, 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 I looked at her and I said, I am absolutely in love with you. Like everything about who you are, everything you bring, she has two kids, I love her children. And I had, I had known her children, you know, not, not very well, but I had gotten to see them. And I, everything that she came with, I was like, I am 150% on board. And I said that very early on uh-huh. once we had revealed how we felt and it was, and granted it had been years in knowing each other, but, but it was like, I was sure. And I remember going to a friend of mine and telling a friend of mine about it. And the friend reached across the table at me and grabbed my hand and goes, Oh my God, you have been, this is what you have wanted. This is what you have set. You did set the intention of wanting. I didn't just want a relationship and I didn't want to just date anyone. I wanted to really be with one person and not just anyone. It had to feel like we were really on the same spiritual level and that we got each other on every dimension. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you set that intention and you, you, you did not settle. Like you told the universe, which is what I did too. I'm not settling for second best. Mm-hmm. I want my soulmate or nobody. That's, that was my approach and maybe not using those words soulmate, but this, that's the exact same thing as like that, that true love. That's like, this is the one 
people sometimes go, well, I don't know if I believe in that because they've seen a lot of it not happening or they haven't heard stories of it happening. So they automatically go, okay, okay, I guess this person's okay. And my mom would tell me, she'd be like, oh, you're being too picky. You're being too picky. I said, no, mom. Like, and she's always, um, you know, I find she's settled. Um, thank God she doesn't listen to this podcast, but, <laughs> but I do believe that I was very firm. Like, I'm not going to settle. And it sounds like you did the same thing and look how happy we both are. when We were talking about it. Like you're lighting up and you've been with her for a while now. How long have you been? Yeah, se- seven years. Uh-huh. And, um, and then of course, working together for, for time before that. And yeah, I think, you know, 10, was it 10 years? I've known her now for 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got yeah, it. Yeah. And so, and by the way, the funny part is, is I was dancing. No, I was sitting with her one day talking, I think probably before we were dating. And she happens to mention that she was in this particular video that that's called global unity. And I said, shut up. I said, I was dancing that video in my high school, like bedroom when I was Uh 18 years old. So I had, that's the crazy part. My spirit had literally been dancing with her a decade before yeah we we met so that was very cool i yeah. I, love that part. yeah I know i love it so tell me what is a soulmate relationship to you then because i i get the feeling we're on the same page but what is it to yeah. you well for me um for me a soulmate relationship is something that it's it's a feeling it's a sensation it's a sense of alignment i knew it the moment it was revealed. And yet I always knew that I'd know it when I got there. I knew I hadn't had it. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. I knew. I had very meaningful relationships and I had dated wonderful people who it didn't work out. It wasn't meant to be, but I knew it was almost like duck, duck, goose. And I, I hate saying it that way, but it's sort of like you date enough. And I heard, once heard it phrased this way, you have to thank all the people you, that your partner ever dated and that you ever dated before you got together because they have brought us to where we are. And I totally agree with that because it helped me understand what I wanted. All these people who came before, but, um, for me, I just say real, really- quick, real quick, I just have to say my, yeah. my sweetie, his, um, ex-girlfriend brought him to my group. So that is a true statement. I just want you to know. <laughs> Thank goodness to her. Right, you exactly. To her. I know. I'm very grateful for her. Okay, absolutely. go on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and I think that gratitude builds a sense. Yes. It, it yeah. builds a sense of non-grasping too, of of really honoring each person as their their unique path and they right. date who they date. And um, yeah. but for me, a soulmate relationship, it's like there is just this deep sense for me with Vicky of I'm in it, like. There's no expectation of perfection. There is an understanding that we are both human and that we are both constantly learning and evolving. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to have to say sorry. Yeah. And, but I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. And right. it's also the feeling of like, honestly, it's the feeling of I, I was looking for her all along. Yeah. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. I was looking for her. It gives me chills. I was looking for her all along. Yeah. And I, I knew I would know her when I found her. Yeah. And, and I think that the, what I th- think that some people do with the concept of a soulmate is they create a very, very big checklist. And I have to say, I've never done that. Uh-huh. It wasn't for me of you need to check off all these things. It was more like there will be an alignment that is so deeply felt and it's not that it will always be easy. No, like uh-huh. we can totally disagree on shit, but that 
disagreement, and it's kind of amazing sometimes, can be magnetic and create lots of good energy for our relationship to really own who we are and stand in who we are and be able to see each other. I think for me, rather than forming a list of qualities I wanted, I really, um, and this probably, this ultimately will answer your your second question of, you know, how did I prepare? Right. It had to do with my own self-knowledge. My own self-knowledge played a huge part in being able to recognize her. Tell me more. So I've been doing meditation. I've been in therapy since I was 10. Uh-huh. Uh, I had, I've been meditating since my teens. I had an incredible gestalt psychotherapist. I've journaled. I've done so much work on myself. Mm-hmm. And that work, um, I think, was the most important work. And I think that's the work that people want to skip because it's the hardest right. stuff. Right. But I think if someone said to me, well, I really want to find my soulmate, my whole thing is, Go work on you. Yes. Like, go love you. You need to yeah. love the shit out of yourself. Yep. 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 Really be that magnetic thing to someone right. else. Like, You've got to be it to you. And then at some point you'll just radiate out. And I'll, I'll never forget when I, well, I'll, I'll say this first. I spent a lot of time with myself. I took the time to learn how to be alone. I took the time to learn how to conquer things that really frightened me mm-hmm. um, personally and, and spiritually and mentally and emotionally. Um, and the time I invested in being the healthiest, most radiant me is the best investment I ever made. Because here's the thing, even if I hadn't yet met Vicky today, I would not regret one moment of every ounce of self-care I did. And so I, I built that reservoir that made me more confident in myself. And the other piece to it too, is I noticed that the healthier I got, and this is cool. And I'm curious if you've experienced this, uh-huh. the healthier I got all is, it seemed to weed out all these people who didn't want to be with someone who was healthy, radiant. It seemed to just like repel yeah. them. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I don't even have to deal with people all that much who I wouldn't want to be with, they don't even want to be with me. And it was a really good filtering that happened because yeah. of all my self-care. Yeah. And you know what, what I did, because I, I was, I was at that personal development. I was doing all this work on myself. I was been teaching law of attraction for years and I've been doing everything. It took me six and a half years to manifest my soulmate. But what happened with me was a little different because I kept attracting the wrong men. And I'm like, what is going on here? But this is something that people listen to. For me, it was actually a deep subconscious inner wound that I had not healed yet. And because I'm willing, this is the key, I was willing to look at myself and understand that these men are coming to me because there's something within me that is attracting it. I know like attracts like, and I'm like, okay, myself now, I, I'm pretty awesome. I love who I am. Why am I attracting that? So I had to go deeper. And just through meditation, I connect with my inner child. I healed my inner, I was this ugly redhead. Like I was really tall, tons of freckles. I, you know, I love me of course, but my little self didn't love her. And so I had to go back and heal her. And when I did that one meditation where I gave her love and I made her realize that she's beautiful, all of a sudden, like overnight, Al, I started to attract better men. Right. So it is true. Like you, that it's always a reflection. It's an opportunity to grow within yourself. If you're attracting the wrong people, it's not that, you know, you're, you're, it's an opportunity to heal. Mm-hmm. And when you are healed, like you have done the work, you are attracting only the good people. And that's a 
fantastic reflection of you, Al, because that shows you that you are being the truest version of you, the most beautiful version of you, the, the you that was meant to be on this planet, and you're going to attract the same. So how much, this is beautiful conversation, by the way. And, oh, and yeah. again, if you, if people watch this on video, I'm going to post this on YouTube, but if you see like, just, she just radiates. <laughs> You're sweet. But like, um, oh, where was my question here? I kind of lost it. But, um, the work, oh, how alike are you and Vicky then? Because that was something that's been coming yeah. up for my other soulmate interviews is the, the likeness of a soulmate couple. That's a great question. Um, we are alike in a ton of ways and different in a ton of ways. So we, what, what Vicki and I have in common, anyone else who knows this, and if anyone we know is watching this, they'll be like, oh, they have so much in common. So, I mean, we both are very much fascinated by and inspired by a lot of the same things in life. We both love to travel. We both are into personal growth. We both are into dogs. We both wanna live in beautiful places. We both wanna surround ourselves with radiant people. Um, when we talk about how we, like, if I say, honey, do you want to go down the gorge with me and go hiking and run the dogs in Hood River and go wine taste, whatever. She's like, of course. Like, so we have a lot in common in that department. And yet we're also very, very different. Like I am very extroverted. I love talking. I love being around people. I get juiced up being around a lot of people. Um, for me, the bigger the class, the better. I get a lot from working with a lot of energy. And Vicky is, is more internal. She loves to have her alone time. She's replenished and really um, filled up by her time being quiet. And so, um, you know, for me, that was like a huge learning when I fell in love with her was like, okay, I have to learn how to like give her space to have that. And when I want mm -hmm. to go talk, it is good to have to be able to meet that need sometimes with other people in my circle, you know? Right, right. So we're similar in a lot of ways, different in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, she's like a Scorpio. She's very deep and focused. Uh -huh. and I'm, I'm like a playful Leo. Like I want to do fun things. I want to make jokes. So uh -huh. there's, yeah, there's similarities and differences for sure. And I think that's important because I don't, you know, the likeness is more like, um, I find that personal development, that willing to yes. love themselves, willing to do the work, willing to take credit or take responsibility for their life. Like that's mm -hmm. the personality traits I'm seeing with soulmate relationships. But, um, yeah, the difference is like, I'm a huge morning person and my sweetie is not at all. Like that's been a hard thing for me. I'm like, what do you mean? It's noon and you're still not awake. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm like, it's by 6am. I'm ready. Like, to get going. It's weird. But it's, so that's okay. So people listening, it's like, when we talk about like attracts like, to, like, I think it's, it's, we're going to have differences and that's what makes it more flavorful, right? It makes it more fun if we have a little bit of differences. <laughs> and <laughs> the cores it, are the same. Yeah. And it keeps the, um, it keeps you from being like enmeshed. It actually like your individuality and being able to stand in yourself and being able to own those differences. And it's not that one is better than the other. Like it's, it, it's not better that she likes more quiet time and I like more talkative social time. Like it's being able to see that it's, it's just valuable. And I think that's, you know, that time, or should I say the way that we are and being able to honor the way each person is, mm -hmm. is so important. I think yeah. that's just so much about what's being, what being in a healthy empowering, energizing adult relationship is, is really learning how to be fully myself and love myself and honor my, my wants and needs and my desires. And also recognize that the other person 
has mm-hmm. other wants, needs, and desires, and that is okay. That doesn't need to change just because it's totally different than mine. Yeah, I think it's actually brilliant that those things are in place because it's a constant practice of unconditional love. Absolutely. Because they're doing something you are like, that's different for me, but you know what? I love that's who you are. I'm going to love that anyway. And my sweetie and I joke all the time about how he's like literally, he walks around with his eyes open, but he's not awake for hours and we laugh about it. But mm-hmm. it, took, it took me a while to get used to it, but I, I always come back, always come back to, he was my best friend first and he is, I love who he is. And even though we're different there, I'm still going to love that part of him, even though I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> well, I think you just hit on something that's really important that I think everybody should, should, should know and celebrate is respect is, I think, the most foundational element of a soulmate relationship. And when you're friends with someone first, I will say, I think that's very, very powerful because friendship tends to have an underlying nature of of respect. Healthy friendships tend to have that. I think respecting my partner as I do makes the relationship even more valuable. Like she gets to feel that respect and I get to feel respected. So being able to honor each other and not not complain and claim that our partner is you know not good enough or they should be more this that just gets you into territory where you're no one's ever going to be good enough in those situations because it comes down to you not feeling good enough exactly and that's the thing that's where a healthy relationship is we know if anything is coming up it's within ourselves Mm -hmm. and that is where we do the work and let that other person be in their space too when they have that fall apart time because they're gonna have that fall apart time we're humans you cannot put two humans together and not have i say my sweet and i never fight but we have uncomfortable conversations Mm. and that's the extent of it because it's it just sucks sometimes when you have to be vulnerable and raw when you're feeling like you want to hide, but we don't let each other hide. Um, and when you're in a soulmate relationship, because you see each other so completely, it's hard to hide, which then you have to have even more respect mm-hmm. because you know, like, okay, we're going to see each other. I'm going to love him through his or him or hers through their challenges. So, because I want that too. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That, right? Absolutely. I know. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I want to say what advice you have to people be in order to find their soulmate, but I think you said it all. It's about knowing who you are, right? Yeah. Know who you are. Fall in love with yourself first. It is yeah. so much more worth it. And you'll yeah. never regret falling in love with who you are. Like that's, I think that's actually the secret to all of it. Having the soulmate relationship, having the job, you know, the soulmate job relationship. Right. All- falling in love with, with who you are and knowing yourself so you can show up and then be fully present for someone else. That is like magic. And then you'll get to have all your shit, but at least you know what it is. You've worked through a bunch of it and you be, get to be able to be in a relationship where it, you're not stewing and stuff. You're moving energy and you're growing together. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this on my show, Al. You were just a beautiful, beautiful woman, radiant light. And I just love you. And I need to come back to Nia one of these days. (laughs) (laughs) You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. I know. Thank you for being here. And anyone, oh, actually, can people reach out to you and learn more about this stuff? Because I know you have some great treats coming up and I don't know what, you've got some cool stuff. How can we get in touch with you? Yeah. They can find me at um, allison-wright.com. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N hyphen W-R-I-G-H-T dot com and got my retreats, my classes and all that good stuff. Where's your next retreat? It is in Mexico. We're going back to Sheena Lani, January uh, 23rd to the 30th in 2021. Magic, Magic, Mexico. I love it. Mm -hmm. How cool. Awesome. And if you have not checked out Nia, people, 
It's awesome. Check it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. If you have a soulmate story or just a law of attraction story you want to share on my show, please reach out to me by going to michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day and happy manifesting. Awesome. Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.